and welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Trip Mitchell. Randall Carlyle is the other gentleman here. We've you got called some... me a gentleman? The last seven years. Yeah, well, okay. Seven years of sobriety, I've been a gentleman. Before yes. that, not so much. <laughs> not so much. And the purpose of our shows is to tell some great stories about people involved in addiction here in the state of Utah, people who are helping people recovery, people who have had stories that are amazing. Show 35, we just had Casey Scott on. Who Last what, week. Yeah, yeah, what an amazing show that was. And tell us about our guest this week. Alicia Robinson. And we don't always... Uh, welcome, by the Thank way. Thank you. Yeah. We don't always... Uh, we've had so many, a variety of people on this. And I, and I heard about Alicia's story. And it's not necessarily an uplifting story, but it's a story aimed at pointing out maybe some of the weaknesses in our system as to why things don't always work as they should. Uh, and it's it's a sad story because she, she had the death of a son uh, to an overdose. So you want to tell us about it? Um, so my it's, son... it's hard, I'm sorry. but <laughs> Yeah, so today marks the month that my son passed away. So he passed away September 16th um, of 2019. He was currently going to Recovery Ways um, through my insurance, private insurance, and awaiting a Vivitrol shot. And so with that being said, they had taken their time to order the medication, which a lot of people that I've come across over the last few weeks, um, either in recovery or part of different rehabs, are not so much familiar with the Vivitrol shot. They're familiar with Suboxone. They're familiar with the Methadone. Um, I'm not sure what the other one's called. Is it like Naloxone or something like that? But as for the Vivitrol shot, that gives somebody the freedom to be able to have that opiate um, block blocker so that they don't relapse. So it gives them 30 days of stability. Let me interrupt your story just for a minute, and we'll explain to people what Vivitrol is, because we encourage that for all of our clients at, at Odyssey House, and it blocks the receptors in your brain. The two things she mentioned, and we call it MAT, medication-assisted treatment, and there's three drugs that are accepted, methadone, suboxone, and they're both opiates. And so you're, in essence, addicted to those, but you don't get dope sick like you do when you withdraw from heroin or oxy or something like that. You don't get high, but it just keeps you on an even keel. Vivitrol, on the other hand, is a non-opioid drug that blocks the receptors in your brain from opioids coming in and it also works for alcoholics mm -hmm. so you could you could shoot up heroin or you could drink some shots or something and and you wouldn't get high and and the other thing it supposedly does is reduce triggers to want to relapse or, or use again or drink again so, so it's it's the magic bullet well it's it's not a magic bullet but it, it works so well and like we encourage it at Odyssey because if, you're, if you're already off of everything. So, I mean, detoxing from opioids is it's hell. I mean, yeah. you feel like you're dying. Uh, but if you've already done it, then why go back on an opioid supporting drug like Suboxone or Methadone uh, when you could use Vivitrol uh, and you're not hooked on anything and it's a shot that lasts for 28 days or something right. like that. So, Okay, I just wanted to explain. For so we got we got a little bit inside baseball there. Yeah, so, yeah that's so, awesome. So he's in recovery ways, uh -huh. and he is he is he clean at the time? Yes, yeah, so we went through their detox. Um, he entered in. By the way, how old was your son? Twenty three years old. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, 
so he was 23, um, went into recovery ways. This was his third attempt. Um, I'd give him the, the information about how to order the Vivitrol. Um, August 28th, they notified me stating that they had ordered it. However, it wasn't ordered until September 5th. My son was released September 6th. Brett didn't want to return back to uh, heroin when he relapsed. And so those pills that are being sold on the streets, which they are either Xanax, Roxy's, they look like pharmaceutical drugs. Um, Brett decided to go, He well, he relapsed on September 11th. And he uh, was sold fentanyl. And he was supposed to come home Monday morning to start a job. And he didn't make it. And so I just want to educate people that these pills that are on the street, including, you know, heroin and different things, they're laced with fentanyl. And it's like when you go for a long period of time of being sober, people think that they can go back and use what they used to use or different things like that. And they don't make it. I mean, I met with, I'm part of Tam's Grieving Moms. It's a great group. And they What's it called? Tam's. What's that stand for? Do you know? Um, I would have to look. Okay, but, but it's but it's for grieving moms. It's for grieving moms or parents that are going uh, struggling with their children that are going through addiction. And so, like last night, we met at Jim's restaurant. They meet once a month, and it was a great support group. Um, being able to share your story and have experience with somebody that either understands or has been there. And so, I highly recommend that as well. But I just want to be able to educate people that these pills that are being sold on the streets, they're... Randall, you know a lot more about this than me. Fentanyl is really, sounds like an evil, evil... It's what, a thousand times more powerful than morphine? Something like that. My dad, when he was dying of uh, cancer, they put, he used fentanyl patches. And it's, it's like a pain reliever that's super, super more powerful than morphine. And and it and just a li- the problem is is that people on the street I mean people have their own pill presses and they're making phony oxys and everything else and they're they're th- and, and they're they're even throwing it in uh, not just heroin but in meth and in uh, uh, marijuana mm-hmm. uh, and the <clears throat> the reason being it gives you it gives you a super high so like if you buy say marijuana that you didn't know was laced with fentanyl, you go, oh, wow, that's that's some heavy-duty stuff. The problem is it is heavy-duty stuff, and it can kill. Yeah. You know. So your son sadly <coughs> got a hold of some bad drugs. Yeah, and passed away, yeah, September 16th um, at his drug dealer's home. So. Did How did you find out about it? Uh, the police were sent to my home and. Uh, on the 16th, so September 16th, they came knocking at my door. So it was. What did they te- What did they say? I've always wondered about that. Um, You've gone through it. <laughs> they come to your door. They knock. Um, the officer will say, "I'm here to share some information with you with information I don't want to share." <laughs> and then they say, "You know the person's name." And then they let you know that they're no longer here, that they're deceased. So, and being a parent, you know, it's like the worst nightmare. It's like all my fears have gone away. I myself have struggled with addiction. 
I used to use methamphetamines for 12 years. I've been sober for three years, December 1st. Way to go. And so going through all this, a lot of my family members have even said, you know, are you going to be able to be strong, Alicia? I mean, we don't want you to relapse. We don't. And it's just like, I've worked too hard for my sobriety. You know, I went to House of Hope for six weeks. And then I went to Valley Mental Health um, IOP. And I just went every day. I mean, I wasn't required to go that length of stay. But I just had nothing else to do. So I just went. Um, but a lot of people that have known me through my addiction have reached out and thinking either I've relapsed or how do I do it? And it's like a lot of people I can say, you know, told me, you know, there's just no possible way they could do it. But knowing how proud of my son was of me and my accomplishments and that he was trying to follow in my foot, you know, my footsteps, he could have done gel to close. And instead he called me when he got a probation violation and was like, you know, um, they're getting APMP says I can either do six months gel to close and my case is closed and I'm done or I can leave and go back to treatment. And I was on the other end and his dad was actually in jail with him once again. <laughs> and I said, you know, you have a choice and this decision is something that you have to make. I can't make it for you. But what I can say is that doing your best, giving, giving in and, you know, working the steps of whatever it may be for you, the reality of being sober and the, and the feeling of being able to live and enjoy life and to fill every inch of life, whether it's happy, sad, hard, it's very rewarding. And I wouldn't give that up now, not even with losing my son. It empowers me to be able to help others struggling out there not to feel hopeless. A lot, a lot of people would use a situation like that as an excuse to relapse. Right. I mean, I hear that all the time at Odyssey. My, my, I mean, it's minor stuff like my girlfriend left me, but also stuff like there was a death in the family and I just couldn't handle it. Right. So this has been a, a real struggle for you. But, but it hasn't been a struggle. It hasn't even been an option on my list. Really? No. No, I'm going to the University of Phoenix uh, to be work in psychology. So I'm getting my bachelor's and I've worked too dang hard. So even though this is the hardest thing I've will ever experience. I am just grateful that I've kept my sobriety and that I can help others and understand that, you know, you can do hard things. And my son was doing a fantastic job. He just slipped and that one slip cost him his life. Well, that, that happens frequently and, and, and uh, the Salt Lake County Jail, hats off to them. They're not always that progressive, but uh, but they are now, I think they are now talking about or doing uh, either methadone, Suboxone, or Vivitrol as people are, le- if, if they had addiction issues, as they're leaving the jail. Because her son is just a perfect, that happens all the time. Well, I used to use so much heroin to get me high, but they've been in jail for like six months. Mm-hmm. And then they get out and use the same amount and it kills them. Or if there's fentanyl, it, it, it kills you so quickly. Uh, I mean, it's just... One of, yeah, one of the things, we've had some guests on the show... And they've talked about how when they make a decision to use drugs again, it is so easy 
to find drugs. And one of the young ladies had just, she was at Odyssey House and she wanted to leave and she had drugs within five minutes. Yeah. Just shocking that how easy it is on the street. Oh, yes. It's, it's way easy. It's, it's like I used to tell my son when he was here. <laughs> I had his girlfriend in the car with me. This was just a few weeks ago. And uh, we were driving. I live off 7800 South in West Jordan. And there's a few house, houses I used to go to to go get high. And like I told my son and, you know, his girlfriend, I said, you couldn't give me a million dollars, a Ferrari, you know, a mansion, and have somebody say, hey, Alicia, go back to the same lifestyle you used to have. Because I don't like feeling the way that I used to feel. I don't like the negativity. I don't, I mean, there's there's a million things I don't like adverse to feeling that one-minute fix, and then you're back to square one going looking in the mirror and wondering why it's like I just it's not worth it but I don't even need my car to go relapse I could just walk down the street turn the corner and I'm there it becomes a choice you know when you're you're finally over that hump of uh, going through withdrawals or going through the first part of recovery and that's where you have that drive of wanting that help right. and succeeding and thriving it becomes a choice, and I truly believe that. Hmm. It, it, so, the, I, I'm, I want to go back to. I don't want to place blame in this whole situation. You can place blame if you want, because you have a right to. But uh, it sounds like there was some kind of clerical error, communication error, in getting your son Vivitrol at some point. And, and so, what was the problem there? Why? Why was that so difficult? I mean. You can walk into our Martindale Clinic and get a Vivitrol shot. Anybody can. <laughs> so I have it in text message. Uh, August 4th, I text Brett's therapist, gave him the information because Brett had been receiving uh, the Vivitrol. First, you got it like you were stating at the gel. Uh, when he finished the CATS program before releasing him, you know, that was his first injection. Right. And he, he loved it. It gave him freedom. It, it, he loved mm-hmm. it. And so after that, I went through my insurance and got it pre-approved through a Dr. Muse. And from January till June, Brett had received it through him. And then Brett was ordered through APMP to enter into a, a rehab, an IOP program. And so all these bills adding up, I mean, it's rehab, recovery is not cheap. And Brett wasn't on Medicaid. He was on my insurance. And so when I entered into recovery ways um, in June, we'll start from the beginning. In June, he uh, they said well, it's going to take a while for us to get it, and I was like, I don't understand. How, how expensive is the drug, by the way? Thirteen hundred bucks a shot. Yeah. Wow. So <clears throat> yeah, it's 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 outrageous. But if we sit and you weigh out, if it uh, saves life. Well, if we weigh out the cost, let's say of the money that we spend on methadone and uh, suboxone and the doors the revolving door of, at the jail at the jail or even in rehabs where these where they keep coming back because they relapsed because they can still go use on both of those drugs I mean it's just it's just and, I, and I'm not trying to say that it's not enough or it's not good enough because it works for a lot of people yeah. and I don't want to say that it's not enough but it if we would spend the funding to be able to offer the Vivitrol shot to a lot of other people that don't have the ability to get it and gave them that stability, I think that the revolving door 
and the money being spent at recovery places would be much smaller. Hmm. So, and, and I can, and again, I'm not trying to hold Odyssey House up to any other treatment center, but if you're in, if you're in residential care or, or any care at Odyssey House, the shots don't cost you anything at our right. clinic. Right. Uh, and, and we do that through some kind of, either through Medicaid or, or through some county grant funding. Uh, to get the shots paid and, for, and because that's expensive. Randall, you can, if you're on the street, you can <clears throat> go to an Odyssey House outpatient. You, you can get not outpatient, but you you can get you can go to our admissions office, and and because of expanded Medicaid now, you can you can basically check. It, and the difference is, she's talking about a for-profit place and a non-profit. Ours is is non-profit, and Recovery Ways is a for-profit, right. and and so they require insurance of some kind, yeah. whereas we don't require that, although we're in network with major insurance carriers. And if you don't have insurance, we can either get Medicaid or county funding. But the level of probably luxury at, at the two facilities is entirely different. Recovery Ways has a beautiful structure that you live in, and you've been through our places, and yeah. it's very utilitarian. I would say that if you were to equate <clears throat> your place with a hotel chain... It'd be Motel Six, about three and a half. But <laughs> yeah, but on the other hand, it does an amazing job. And Odyssey House right now, eight hundred people being cared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just but, an amazing program. And, and so there, are, you know, there are different ways of getting. She was going through a through a private program, uh, and okay. and and that's why I'm so astounded by this paperwork and cost factor and everything else. I Me mean, too. I, I, I hold them accountable for my son. I do. Which one? Recovery Ways or recovery the Ways. Or? The Recovery Ways on their medical team. Because August 28th, I have it in text message over there in my phone stating that they ordered it. And my insurance then notified me that they hadn't ordered it. And all it took, I even had CVS Specialty Pharmacy reach out to Recovery Ways because it takes 48 hours for it to be shipped. There was, it was already pre-authorized. Um, last week... The Vivitrol manufacturer called and said, hey, Alicia, we're just, you know, is Brett available? And I said, mm-hmm. my son's, you know, passed. And and I explained to him, she says, Alicia, like you said, they can have it on board. There's no reason to have that gap. Right. And so I told Recovery Ways, I said, you know, I would love nothing more than to be able to start a nonprofit organization and have my son be a legacy and have help to help others. I said, but money's not going to bring back my son, but change will. And so they text me and said, well, now we have some Vivitrol here to be able to administer while we're waiting for other people's orders. And does that bring me some comfort? Yes. But does the, the dishonesty, the lack of communication, I mean, all they had to do was just listen to the mom that was advocating for her son. And I did a dang good job. I'm sure you did. You understood how the process worked. Yeah, it's already pre-approved. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, my son should be thriving right now. And all it took was a phone call, and you didn't listen. You did it going through the manufacturer and ordering it through my direct insurance through Cigna. So then I had to go through a whole nother pre-authorization, and then I just received a bill for over three hundred dollars, and my insurance Cigna says, "Sorry, Alicia." Uh, you're going to have to pay that. And I was like, why should I have to pay it? It was already pre-authorized for $0, but the way that they ordered it. Tell me about your son. My son, 
He was uh, 23, outstanding, um, full life. Um, he uh, was the most giving, caring person. I mean, he knows more people here in Salt Lake City than I think I know myself, mm -hmm. and I've lived here my whole life. <laughs> um, but Brett, he was just amazing. I mean, he got his feet wet. Um overcoming addiction, um, doing his best, putting his pride, you know, out there, just doing his very best to, to be a part of society. I mean, me being an addict for so many years, he kind of followed in my footsteps. I wasn't the best, uh, example, but for the past almost three years to be that example, I mean, he just, he thrived and he just wanted to be just like his mom, sober and kicking butt and life was good so the reason I ask that is that people have a perception of addiction yeah that if you're addicted if you, there's something wrong with you it's weakness it's not moral character and and we've learned through research that it, that's not the case it's yeah. a disease it is and what's frustrating is that you can be beaten at six days a week but <clears throat> one day a week it it's kind of tough it is so in your son's case he was doing great but. but, yeah, he was doing great, but he didn't get his Vivitrol shot in time before they released him, and I think that's huge. That's a, that's a sad reason to lose someone. And I think it points out a bigger, and I, and I should point out, uh, this is her story about recovery ways. We don't want to get sued, even though we don't, we don't make any money and we don't exist. <laughs> this is a volunteer and, 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 effort. And, yeah, we're not. But, but I think it does point to a bigger, a bigger picture issue of the struggles that people go through sometimes to get someone into treatment, mm -hmm. to deal with insurance companies, mm -hmm. to deal with doctors, to deal with the, the treatment center. I mean, it's, you know, communication is so difficult sometimes. And, and then somebody falls through the cracks and we're not talking about a mistake like, you know, somebody installed your windshield improperly. We're talking about a life, right. you know. And, and it is so complicated. And, and I got involved with a charity down in Vegas where the woman who started it, one of the, was an MBA from the University of Michigan, was a registered nurse, ran health care for MGM, and her husband, who was a doctor, got sick, and she couldn't figure things out. Wow. He had cancer, and so this woman's the smartest person on the planet in health care, and so it is very complicated, and it would be great to have some advocates out there for people. Yeah, some to, hospitals do. I... I, I, I uh, so, somebody I worked with down on the block who went to my AA meetings had liver cancer, and I took him up to Huntsman. And they had, it was really interesting the way Huntsman handled it, and I was very impressed with it, is they had a patient advocate. And so after, the guy's name was Larry, he's dead now, uh, after he'd have his doctor's appointment, then he'd sit down with the patient advocate, uh, and she would talk about the care that she received from the doc, or from the assisting nurse, mm -hmm. and what his next appointment was going to be, and what they require of him, and they just went through everything, and then she would give him uh, her personal cell phone number and say, if you experience any problems setting up any of this other stuff, call me personally. And that, I mean, that's an... Inc I will reiterate, I mean, Recovery Ways helped my son um, in so many ways. You know, it's just, as I said, their medical team, their... They just need to have a little more follow-through. And Vivitrol is something that's new to a lot of recovery places. And I appreciate them 
you know, making change and having it readily available so that people don't have to wait because it is life changing and it does, you know, it can save lives. I mean, it does save lives. So I'm not here to say that Recovery Ways is a horrible treatment center um, because they're not. It's just my experience in the very end. I mean, he went back there three times if I thought they were horrible. You wouldn't have sent him back. I, I wouldn't have, yeah, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have had my insurance billed over $37,000 either. Um, you know, they have each facility. I mean, there's no perfection. We're, we're no. humans. There's, sure, and everyone is different. The thing yeah. that the thing that bothers me about it is Vivitrol, in my opinion, because I I like the, because I'm a recovering alcoholic and I know I can't drink. <laughs> uh, the concept of of like a, an opiate addict in in uh, taking uh, a, a drink of methadone or or the a strip of Suboxone every day to keep their life steady. I understand the concept. Okay. But but if you have your choice of the two of like methadone or suboxone or Vivitrol, mm-hmm. uh, if if you're already clean, then I Vivitrol should be so easily available for everybody because okay. you're not hooked again. You're not. It's just like, I mean, it's it's it is. You said the perfect drug. It, it, it doesn't stop people from from relapsing, but it stops a hell of a lot of people from relapsing uh, and. Yeah. I think the danger that I've heard is that because it does block the receptors in the brain that likes, let's use you and I as alcoholics, for example. So you slam a couple of shots of Jägermeister and you don't feel a thing. And you say, well, then I'll slam a couple of more shots and you're still not feeling anything. So I guess it's possible to overdose either on booze or on an opiate drug. I, I, from my understanding, when you use it with opioids, though, um, it throws you into a withdrawal. Is that what it does? Yeah. As for the alcohol, um, I will say my son did have a drink on it. Um, he didn't feel too swift. I'm not exactly sure how he felt. Because there used to be a drug called Anabuse, yeah. mm-hmm. which I did. Yeah, which if you have alcohol with Anabuse, you're supposed to get violently sick, yeah. which is a pretty good incentive. Yeah, yeah, that's the story I heard. And that's why I didn't drink. When I was <laughs> yeah, doing that's, it. that's yeah. why Brad didn't use. And he, yeah. he just went about lying. Yeah. He was just so free. I mean, but to have an anti-opioid drug. alternative mm-hmm. to for somebody who's an addict or an alcoholic, I, it should be available to anybody, yeah. you know, whether yeah. you can pay or not. Yeah, yeah it, sound, it sounds like that. Well, thank you so much for coming. I know this yeah. has really been tough. I appreciate but it. But what, what message do you want to... Because I, I mean, when we talked, I, I said, she's done... Uh, she, you did one news story? I did. And, and, and you can't get... In a minute 20 or a minute 30, you can't get the message out. And that's why I, I invited her to be on, be on the podcast. What message would you like to give to other people say, moms or dads who have kids who are struggling with addiction? Um, Follow through, never give up, but just um, reach out. I mean, there's lots of help. And um, those of you who are still struggling, uh, make sure that you remind yourself that you're worth it because there isn't anything in life that isn't worth keeping it going, so... That's all I want to share and just know that those pills on the street are not safe and the drugs on the street are not safe. So it's Russian roulette out there right now. And my son, had he known and understood that, he would still be here today. You put that well. And we're 
Congratulations on you staying sober. That is, that is amazing. When I'm in an AA meeting, someone talks about losing a child, and the fact that they've chosen to stay sober is, is amazing to me. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming Thank in. You. We've got a number up on the screen, 801-322-3222, and that's the number of Odyssey House. And if you've got a question, you've got concerns, call that number. We're not recommending Odyssey House over any other program. We're saying that they have some wonderful people who will take your call. And sometimes just making that call, it's amazing. You've got something that's just weighing you down. And I know there's someone out there who cares. Is is amazing. And uh, this is tough. Go through, if you don't want to call that number, go. I'm sure you did this too. Go through websites, look up, look up addiction treatment centers. And, but you've got to really look at each one and see you know, are they a for-profit? Are they a not-for-profit? What are they? What kind of services do they provide? How long is their program? Those guys, you have to, you have to do research. Agreed. You know, so yeah, but e- either call that number or go online and but do something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, yeah, there are some amazing people out there that are want to help. So thank you so much. This thank has you. been uh, Randall. Thirty-six shows in the books. Wow, and and every guest has been a winner. <laughs> I, I've been in this business for a long time. Uh, we have a hundred percent, and you do ninety nine point two percent. As the, re- of the, as book the reputation grows, I mean, <laughs> it's weird the way people. I knew Casey before from TV, but but the way I was hooked up with Alicia was one of the people in treatment at our center. Uh huh. Yeah, and I just met Bob through a friend through Usara. Right. So yeah. I mean, it's like a little community. But he said. He called me up and he said, I, I know this woman whose son passed away who has a real message to get out there. And I said, well, fine, get get her name and number. He gave me the wrong name. I, what, yeah, what, he, he called what, me Laura. Laura. Well, I called and I said, the first time I hooked up with her, I said, uh, can I speak to Laura? And she said, there's no Laura here. And I go, okay, sorry. And hung up. And then I called Bob back and I said, you gave me the wrong number. And he called me back a little later. He said, no, I gave you the wrong name, not the, the right number. So, <laughs> well, good. I'm so, so glad you didn't up. answer the yeah. phone with yeah. the wrong name. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrible. But anyway, uh, thanks so much for watching. And, and just real quick, this show is about addiction. If you've got some great ideas, we'll put a website up or a phone number at the bottom of the screen to call as well if you've got good sure, story ideas. Sure. We'd love to have you on. We really appreciate it. Lee, thanks so much for doing everything. Bill Francis with Comcast. Subscribe when it. you watch. Subscribe, yes. Sub- subscribe and you'll get it every week. So. That's perfect. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching, everyone. Goodbye.